Features the podcast that's the same every Christmas. And just like every Christmas, I'm John Log Blythe, and I'm all alone in Nottingham, the town that never queefs. And just like every year it's Christmas in Nottingham, the chipped porcelain frog has been placed on its oily plinth, the town hall has been painted blood maroon, and the children are running from one hospice to the next, sticking their palms out at the terrified residents. Yes, Nottingham Christmas is very different to Christmas in Leicester, Derby, or... Grantham. But do you know what? I'm not feeling it this year. I don't want to take part in the mayor's festive gristle bobbing, an obligatory ritual in which townsfolk queue up for hours to see if they can dip their faces in a tub of hot soup and drag out the knuckle-sized knot of ham fat with their teeth. Call me a stinky grumple stiltskin, but I don't want to dance with the high-kicking mechanical deacon. His legs are too sharp. And the very last thing I want to do right now is to spend Christmas Eve scratching my way out of the big town coffin. Call me a Nottingham Scrooge if you will, but I just want to swap presents with my loved ones and maybe eat a little bit too much cheese. Is that too much to ask? Hey Johnny, you whore, my disgusting gal pal. It's me, the ghost of Christmas Not now, Christmas Carol. Shut your hot, wet, juicy, fruity summer mouth, you big, gruesome boob, whom I adore. It's Nottingham Christmas! I know. It's Nottingham Christmas, and that means getting so wet and wild, they hose you down with a fire truck full of the mayor's piss. No, Carol, I just want to put little daft gifts into a big, stripy sock. I want to drink Baileys, and I want to watch the Box of Delights on DVD again. Don't you dare be a grumpy Leonard and get into your Velcro dungarees, you win-it-gobbling stink. I'm here to tell you that unless you get into the spirit of Nottingham Christmas, you will be visited by three features, each one subsequent to the last. Well, I guess it'll be some company on this lonely festive eve. Well, buckle up, you fat hooters, my large baby boy. It's coming any minute now. When's the first one of these features due? Unless you just want to say you're into it now and call it a day. I mean, we don't have to do this. No, I definitely hate Nottingham Christmas, and I don't see how any number of bone-chilling features will ever change my mind. In that case, you asked for it, you chunky lummox. Any minute now. Hmm, have we got time? for a little Lindor chocolate ball. In the ass, as is the Nottingham way? No, in the mouth. Oh, I can see I've got my work cut out with this one. Wait, what's that? What's that audio sound? That, that, that audio sound heading towards us. If that's the jingle, I'm gonna shit everyone's pants right now. It is. It's a spooky Christmas jingle. Features. The regular features. Spooky noise in your ears. Features, a regular features. Ghosts and wolves with teeth coming into your bed. Hello. Give me your heart, make it real. Let's forget about it. It is me, Secret Santana. I'm so shy. That's why I only appeared on this episode that is um, 
recorded entirely alone. But perhaps I have a secret about that later. <laughs> Did you know that it's now been seven years of Secret Santana appearing on the regular features podcast? Yes, seven wonderful years of a little man, a bombastic Latin guitar man, who will appear once a year and say things like, Hello. It's such a long time. Two years ago, I said that I was so old that even my guitar has a wrinkle. Last year, I said it had a droopy string. And this year, I am happy to report that my guitar has had a baby with its wife, who is a trombone. Unfortunately, I do not know how to play a gibbon. Which is what the baby is. So it sounds like this when I try to make my sweet Central American music upon it. This bit's okay. I can do this. But this, this is terrible. I don't know what I'm doing with it. But then you go back to this. Sounds okay. Get burn functioning. Ah, uh, guys, disgusting. I could make it all sound like this, it would be really nice, but then when I tried to harmonize, yeah, terrible. I will work on Mikey Boone for next year. Promises from Secret Santana's workhouse. But this Christmas appearance is not about a Boone, is it, my friends? As you know, reader. I traffic in secrets. I whisper here. I gossip there. A little note left in a boy's shoe to tell them that their father is absent. Secrets. But we've never talked of a special kind of a secret. Can you guess what kind of a secret it is? Special category. No, you're stupid. It's an open secret. Oh, how delicious. How forbidden. A secret we know but must not say. That floats around us and we go, Uh-oh, i just seen a secret go by. Better not mention it to Auntie. But Auntie's seen it for sure. <laughs> mm. But there's a big open secret out there right now. As I record, potentially, it has been resolved in the future. But right now, big open secret all over town. But shh, we can't say it too loud, because we're shy. But here comes my secret. I know someone who can say it too loud. It's my friend, who I've been keeping under a Christmas... Tarp, like a tarpaulin, for this whole bit. Let me unsheath him. Give me your heart, make it real, or else forget about it. Tom! Hey kids, remember me? It's Tom, Tom from MySpace. Thanks, Secret Santana, you good kid, that top. 
was very, very comfortable. <laughs> it's been a busy week, kids. Your Uncle Tommy, he's been getting calls. I've been getting texts. I've been getting huge checks. You know, like those checks for the, like the postcode lottery. But not with dollars on them, you understand. It's just people been scrawling. Tommy, you seen the news? P.S. I ran out of paper. This is why it's written on a giant check. Regards, Bill Clinton. And I seen the news, Bill. I got my peepers on the news. I stole a copy of the Yorkshire Gazette off a stoop. And the headline? Elune Moosk is giving Twitter to one lucky Lou after he fucked it all up with his big wide head. Guy ran some kind of Paul, didn't he? A Paul that said, who can run Twitter now? Me? Or maybe Uncle Thomas? I will abide by the results of this Paul. Of course, you seen's my response. I know Mary B. Anthony did on the regular features Discoid. Greetings, Mary B. I played it coy. I played it cool. What I tweeted was, depends on whose use gets to runs it. Ha <laughs> ha! But you all knows what I was sayings. I was sayings, I got plans for this one. I got plans for Twitter. Daddy Uncle Thomas gonna come and show you what Twitter's about. Gonna get Stephen Fry stuck in a lift again. Gonna keep him in that lift. Make him talk about his mother. Maybe get a little fucking uh, portrait video of Stephen Fry sobbing in a lift. About how his mother didn't teach him how to escape from lifts. And that, Paul, use games throughs. Ten million Tommy boys voting for King Thomas to regain his throne. To step into those offices, poich his pointed ass upon the director's chair and say, Bring me horse e-books. I want to look that fucking horse in its big brown eyes and say, You're back, baby. So now I'm just waiting for the call. I'll be sitting in a fucked up old phone box in Camboy Well, staring at the calling cards for dominatrices in the local area, waiting for that ring. But Johnny Tommy Fun Pops, I hear you scream at the top of your tiny lungs. You's not gonna be resting on your laurels now, are you? I know how important a rested laurel is for you, especially at this festive time of year in which laurels become wreaths and, I assume, your ass. But do you not want to have your laurels pumping with hot blood? Hot blood? <laughs> Ready to empty into Twitter's blood hole when you make your triumphant and long overdue arrival? Well, don't you worry, your English ass is over me. I ain't resting nowhere. In fact, I got a four-step plan to turn Twitter into the best thing you ever seen since your mama shat you onto a bed and say, this is a good one. I'll keep this one. Step one, make it green. First thing I say when I get in those doors is gonna be this. Blue? Fucking thing is blue? Make it green. The color of money, baby. And make that uh, little fucking bird into a, like a lion or an airplane or something. 
Nobody's never seen no green boyd. I want that shit off of my masthead, you hear? Step two. More freebies. Imagine you're looking through your tweets. It's like, oh, there's the Guardian. Oh, there's Cardi B. Oh, there's Melissa. Wait a fucking second. What is that? And that is an advoit that says, if you get down to Anchorage, Alaska today, 11 p.m. latest, we'll give you a free table. Courtesy of Twitter. And you're like, charter me a flight, baby. I need that second table for my house. I'm gonna get me a Twitter table. Gonna put it on top of my existing table. So I can make sure everyone knows who's I like best at dinner. Because they're on the high up table. Hitting their heads on like lamps and shit. Freebies. That's the way. Step three. 3D. One thing me and Elon can agree on, VR, baby. I don't just want to read a tweet, I want to touch a tweet. I want to get that one tweet about that lady who dressed as a Babadook at a party, and the, everyone else is like dressed normal, she's a Babadook. I want to pretend I'm in that picture, like pointing at the Babadook and say, going, none of you see this? There's a fucking Babadook in the picture, hello? Hello, babadook alight. VR 3D. And then step four. I'm gonna find my lost and floating abode. You know that kid? Got in a lot of trouble. He'd been tracking Elon's jet all over the world. Like posting Elon's in fucking uh, Copenhagen. Shit like that. Elon, Elon don't like it. He don't like that shit. Not, not a bit. Well, I'm gonna bring that kid in, say, all is forgiven, my little dweeb. But I got a little project for you. You ever heard of a hot air balloon house? Course you ain't. I'm the only guy on the block who got one. Problem is, I didn't get in it before they filled it up with delicious hydrogen. Now it's out there, floating, all full of my uh, surfboards and shit. I want use to find it. And then I'll get some uh, fighter jets to scramble. Shoot the fucker on the top of Air's Rock or some shit. Live up there. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I got an ulterior motive. I bet you forgot that the key element to my character. And by the way, I'm speaking to the readers now. That kid's gone. Key element to my character. I had a hot air balloon mansion that flew away. But I got it in there. And I'm gonna get in there to my mansion as well when I get it back by using the might of Twitter's military apparatus. Oh boy, this is a big win for old Tommy. I needed this shit. All I've been through, this is a real victory for Daddy Tommy Inc. It's a celebration. That's what this is, a celebration. This calls for a song. Secret Santana! Hello, yes, Tom from MySpace. You think you could pull out that sweet little uh, guitar of yours, play us a little tune? Yes, Tom from MySpace, I can do that. Let me just get out my uh, biggest guitar. I'm ready. Well, in that case, kids, get ready for a powerful groove as I present to you Smooth 
by Secret Santana and Tom Robbins. My stage name. Man, it's a big one. It's seven inches from the midday sun. My balloon house escaping is just not any fun, but it still looks so cool. My mansion's heater made it fly higher and much fleeter, and that's the reason I'm grieving. And my bad mood. Ow. And if you said. Make sure to get inside before you ever intend to fly. I would have held off from adding so much fuel, but life is so cruel. And now my big house is floating under the moon. It's full of all my MySpace box. And thousands of jewels. I've been hunting for my house from Fiji to Blackpool. Where is my house? Make it fall. I can't forget about it. But then the news came. Elon had fucked it as the Twitter king. Then did a poll, and the results said just one thing. It's time for Tom, and so it's mine now. Gonna use Twitter to get my fucking house. It's felt the toying of the world for so long now, but soon you'll come down. But how? So if I say let's create a tornado, I don't want you to think. You can say no. I want you to go and make a weather machine. This is my dream. Oh, we could build gun batteries across the moon. We could make flying piranhas in another balloon. I'll build a thousand wind solutions and I'll get it soon. Give me my house, bring it down, or I'll kill everybody. Hello, Tom. You sound um, you sound a little worked up. I just want to check. I know I'm, I've got my fretwork going on. It's very impressive. I just want to make sure that you're not getting a bit overexcited. I just, I don't know if you're going to endear yourself. By saying you're going to、uh, slaughter everyone if you don't get your balloon, Santana, you're not wrong. I'll address that in the next bit. I shouldn't have said that I'll kill you. It's just the passion that I have for my housing balloon. I'll do anything to get it and retrieve my doubloons. What am I saying? I don't care. I will kill everybody. Ha <laughs> ha! Yeah! Ha 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 ha! Panic at the disco! I will kill everybody! Ha <laughs> ha! Oh, Elon, you fucking jamoke! You gave me the keys, and I'm saying please. 
to my balloon retrieves. Ma, 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 ma. <laughs> play on, Secret Santana, play into the night. Don't stop playing, because you know I'm coming into quite a lot of uh, liquid cash. And I can, uh, I can make certain things happen with a certain amount of liquid cash. Fucking drown you in it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> ah, you're good, kids. This definitely isn't gonna backfire. I'm on the up. Panic at the disco! <laughs> Merry Christmas! you feel, eh? I'm feeling so juicy I could gush out a pint of grey effluvia. I'm all creamy dreaming like a tomcat that's all claws and no asshole. I'm in the Nottingham Christmas spirit, Johnny! Are you? I'm not sure, Carol. Why not, my buddy, my pal? Well, how convinced was Scrooge after his first feature? Was he like 33% convinced or was he like Fuck that until the last one. The thing is, I am really committed to making this a Christmas Carol bit as true to the source material as possible. Oh, Scrooge was a real stubborn son of a goose. It took me all night to work his needle dick loose. Huh? Well, I think he wasn't really moved by the first one, but I, I could be wrong. I've only seen the Black Hatter version. Well, in that case, no. Bar humbug to Nottingham Christmas. I don't want to blow hot raspberries into the mayor's armpits, and I don't want to shampoo the year's blood off Torval and Dean's taxidermy collection. I just want to go around to my nans and drink snowballs. In that case, it looks like I'm going to have to pull another feature out of my ass. Don't just stand there. Give it a yank, you lazy whore. Okay. <laughs> I did a feature and I liked it. I hope my boyfriend don't mind it. <laughs> and now it's time for Steve's regular feature, Steve's Crimblemas Quiz. It is almost Crimblemas again. The most exciting time of the year for little boys and their sisters. Dr. Crambles is on his way. Father is reading the newspaper in his crom chair and puffing away on his polished walnut crumble pipe. The sweet familiar cell of the cromaco fills the parlor, and the crackling of the crangle place makes you tingle with delight. The flames cast dancing shadows up and down the walls, as though the house has been overrun with a parade of naughty sprites. Mother would be furious were that to be the case. You shouldn't wonder. You shouldn't wonder says sister through the cracks between the floorboards her eyes glint in the darkness below your feet but when you open your mouth to taunt her she is gone again like the migratory crankle tit headed south for the winter like the dancing sprites upon the parlor wall a deep sigh from father's armchair and the sound of a crumble pipe against tap tap tapping against big dad teeth. Every year is the same, says father, before falling silent for minutes and minutes 
and hours and days. You cause so much bother, he finally scolds. The old man is tired, without mother's soaking wet crumbery cakes to buoy his spirits. You giggle and retreat to the safety of the gramble bush, hiding amid the crinsel festooned boughs and peeking out like a little puppet. You hear the sound of wood scraping upon wood coming from up the stairs, then a grunt, then sobbing. A light sprinkling of crongle dust floats down from the beams, disturbed by the noise. It's snowing in the parlor, you whisper to yourself. It has been a year since you've taken my Crimbleness quiz, and so much has changed. It's vital that we assess your most recent Krangle status and understand once and for all if you're a crumpled-up mother type of deal or if you crongle like nobody's watching, even though he's always watching. It's time to discover what Crimblemas you are, because soon there will be no time to ask again. Question 1. Which Crimblemas were you in 2021? A. I must have been Krangle the Elf because my stockings are full of dog's teeth. B. I swear to Dr. Crambles himself that I was sister. C. To my unending horror, I was, and still might be, Dr. Crambles himself. Question 2. You need to be noting this down. I'm doing this as a solo record. As a reader, it's up to you to have a pencil and paper ready to write down the answers to the two questions. I'm going to give you a spoiler. It's two questions. This is the second of two. Last year's Crimblemas number one was a big crumbery pie for Meghan Markle. As it has been every year since that we can remember for it for it to be ever. But what song narrowly missed out on the top spot? Was it? A. Boris Johnson is a crump. B. Don't come in, Krangle the Elf. I'm naked. Or C. Just the sound of mother crying and moving the furniture around. Those are your questions. Compile your answers. Totch them up. Total them. Write them down on a, an important corner of a page. Because you'll need them later. Father, you chime, can we please listen to the wireless? The man removes his pipe from his mouth and lays down his paper, and, with great effort, rises from his seat. Of course, son, this is Crimblemas after all. But we mustn't listen for too long. Why ever not, father? You ask, but Father appears withdrawn, as though he has already answered your question, not once, but one billion times before, again and again, and never for the last time. The wireless crackles into life. Entity 4262 
alias Dr. Crambles. The great new taste of cranberry pudding is now available in a convenient tube shape. Easy to hold with your left hand or your right. Tube-shaped cranberry pudding is sure to delight your friends and mother. This Trimbleness season, do not go outside. Do not come here for the new crumble-mop-crumble-mop-crumble-mop-pudding. Proximity-based delusions. Being trapped in a perpetual... A potential escape route. Father, absolutely not go outside. Hey, it's half all Cramble Bushes down here at Crangle's Cramble Bush Emporium. That's right, from now until Dr. Crambles is upon us, I'm slashing 50% off every Cramble Bush, including the big ones just for you. And you know what? I'll even throw in a Crunkleman spell, or two of them, absolutely free of charge. All you gotta do is come outside. That's where Cramble Bushes are. And you gotta come out here and get one. Just open the window and climb on out. And be sure to leave it open so you can climb back in once you got one of these beautiful Cramble, mis- cramble Bushes. Crangle's Cramble Bush Emporium. Take the first exit on the outside. You can't miss it. <laughs> Christmas has collapsed into a continuum. I'm trapped under the fucking cramble bush. I don't know what to do to get out of here. Mother's here. She's on the Smoking on the crumbles. Everyone is doing the same stuff all year. I am really sad and I cannot doing this every time I think about Christmas trees. out there I got to go away there is an elf out there this evening has been crambles is on his way I'll hold your hands there just like my ice my mother will start to she lives worry. in the attic all my year my sister will be pacing the floor listen to the cramble bush roar so really I'd better scurry. the outside will claim your body well, maybe just a half a drink you more. hide from bad Rudolph while I the pour. neighbors might think We haven't seen them in so long Say what's in this dream Problematic part of this song I wish I knew how to break this You're spell. telling me this place is hell I ought to say no, 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 Lock sir. the windows and the doors, go. At least girl. I'm gonna say that I tried Dr. Crambles creeps around at night
Hey, it's me, it's Dr. Crambles. I, I know we've had our differences in the past, but I just want to say I'm a normal guy just like you. Little freak Crangle and tell me to go open the window. You can ignore that guy. I don't need no window. I'm already here. You know I'm here. You can feel me, right? You can feel me. You can feel me in the room. I'm already here with you. I've always been here. You can always feel me. But listen to me. What you gotta do is you gotta go outside. You gotta go outside. You gotta open the window and you gotta climb out. You gotta climb out, okay? I can't tell you why. You just gotta climb out. You gotta climb out the window. You gotta get out of it. You gotta get out of this house. You gotta get out of the house, man. You gotta climb out. You gotta get out of the house. Hey, have you heard the news? The original taste of cranberry pie is back. Bring your big empty jugs, because we have original flavor cranberry pie to spare. That sweet, sweet tang you missed, well, it's back. And we're ready to slice off a big slice of original flavor cranberry pie and slice it right out for you and put it all right up and nice for you in wax paper. And you can even keep the wax paper when you're done eating the cranberry pie. Turn it into a Christmas cramble boat or a crumble hat. We don't care. It's here. Look, you gotta come get it. It's free crumberry pie, you idiot. You gotta come take this. Who's gonna leave a pie on a table? Original flavor pie? We we come back to how it used to be. All you gotta do is come outside. That's where it is. It's outside. I'm holding a slice of crumbly pie in my hand right now. It's not even mine. It belongs to you. Why am I holding it? Come and get it. Come and get it. It's your freaking pie. It's free crumbly pie. It's original flavor, and it's only available outside. Climb out the window. We don't care. Just climb outside. Get outside the house. It's crumbly pie for you. And it's here, and it's free, and it's original flavor. You gotta come down and get it. It's a limited time offer, and it's outside now. Let's see it. Father switches off the wireless, and that's why we don't listen, son. It's just that guy, just one guy doing five voices for about 15 minutes of a podcast. And that's why we must never turn the wireless on ever again. So now do you want to get grizzly and the jizzly? How do you want to carbonate a beaker full of dog spit and douche yourself sticky? Because that's how we celebrate Christmas in Nottingham. 
Right, so knowing how this story goes, I definitely feel like I should be more convinced this time than I was after the first feature, but I am not really good enough of an actor to kind of express a sliding scale of emotion, so I thought I could express being half to two-thirds convinced by entertaining the notion for a moment and then going against it. So like a bit binary on-off. Does that work for you, Carol? That's how they do it in Hollywood, sugar tits. Hmm, maybe I could spend a few minutes in the cold embrace of the Sue Pollard ice sculpture. Maybe I could break the necks of a couple of criminal swans. That's the spirit, my honey, my pal, my buddy, my eternal compot. Cancel the last feature, fellas. We got it in two. No, I've changed my mind. I just want to wake up on Christmas morning and have a little cheeky book's fizz before opening a small but thoughtful present from my boyfriend, like all men do in every other town in this godforsaken country. Well, stuff my stocking with hot dick gunk. Time for another feature, then, is it? Well, if it isn't time for a feature, I want to know what these little brown pellets are between my tits. Carol. Oh, you wrote this, you piece of shit. Don't you dare act superior. Sometimes it makes me quite annoyed I can only jiggle and spin Met a doctor who walked past Said he had a range of cures Recommended a podcast Said it was called Regular Features Gap John of Matt Steve in my ear holes Dare hope for miracles My heart going boom, boom, boom Then they said Jelly boy, we're gonna give you bones Yeah, some bones Some jelly boy bones Sir Alan Sugar was born in 1987 Son to Judith Sweetie Cakes and David Frosting his brothers Jandy Candy Cane and Sir Treacle Broth both studied alongside him at the University of Cream Buns, Berkshire, a polytechnic that offered a variety of courses, although mainly dessert. Business became entrenched within the psyche of Little Alan upon discovering a van full of electronic lollipops in East London and proceeding to buy the whole thing, van and lollipops and driver included, for just 50 British pounds. Sir Alan, I've been driving you round in circles on this roundabout just outside of Slough for almost 40 years. Can I please have a break for five minutes? Please? Nobody wants to work anymore, exclaimed Alan, forcing his tiny body into the front of the van before clambering down the driver's normal-sized human legs to gain direct access to the van's accelerator. Mr Sugar, sir, please be careful. You'll bump your tiny balding head on the steering wheel. Well... Because I'm a business genius, and you're a lazy git, I've got no choice but to do the bloody job myself. And in doing so, you're likely costing me millions, explained Alan, wobbling his head from side to side while kicking all the pedals like a Russian dancer. The car proceeded to zoom and brake and swerve all around the road before crashing into the jelly bean wall that had been erected around Alan's private roundabout. The marshmallow airbags leapt into action, filling the vehicle with a lukewarm, sweet spuff. I could have been killed, you tit, points out little Alan, 
as the driver struggles to breathe amidst a flurry of fluffy mallow that spoons from within the dashboard containers. I'm so sorry this time, sugar. Please don't fire me. I can do driving better if you just give me a chance. I own you physically, explained Alan. Your body, your spirit, every hour of your life. You don't work for me. You are me, an extension of me, like a toenail or a pubic hair. Therefore, you are not fired and never can be. Oh, thank you, sir, the driver groveled stumbling out of the crashed car into a tumble of oversized jelly beans. Now it seems to me, pondered Alan, climbing carefully down and out of the van using a little storage bit at the bottom of the car door as a ledge to drop down from, like a pinstriped Nathan Drake. It seems to me that you were the only one responsible for today's task, which was to drive the van in circles until I wanted to get out and go do toilet. And it seems to me that someone must be to blame for this absolute cock-up. So surely that person is you. Yes, Mr. Sugar, Mr. Allen, Mr. Sugar, pleaded the driver, tears streaming down his face and cutting rivers through the marshmallow mask he now fronted. You must think that I'm a mug, purported Allen. But at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, when push comes to shove, you're the one who's ended up looking like a clown. The cameras jump between multiple angles of the driver's shame-laden face hammering home the witticism of Alan's sharp comment. To further hammer home the insult, Alan squints up at the sun, pointing up towards the face of the driver, which looked like the face of a traditional clown. He then motions down to the driver's gigantic feet. Big old clown feet! But they were just normal human feet, and Alan was simply extremely very small. And then finally, Alan motions up to the plastic flower that squirts out water, crudely attached to the man's lapel. Alan had planted it there just moments before, insisting that the driver remained perfectly still while he scaled the man's trousers and jackets like a cliff, using the edge of the wallet in his pocket as a solid foothold, while his other found purchase in the crevice of his crotch. With a clever bit of editing, little Alan would once again look every centimetre the business genius, and it was so important that this legacy lived on. As was best put originally by his uncle, Sticky Toffee Amstrad, if you're a big business bastard, they can't pin a peach on you. The bigger the business, the bigger the bastard. But no one can ever say you're not 100% success. Uncle Amstrad, or as Alan and the other sweeties would often lovingly refer to him, Sticky Unky Amstraddle, had a number of sayings that had impacted on Alan. Too much salt won't decay a good tooth. Never go to bed angry, unless you're angry about business. A bird in the hand is worth two in a bush, but a bird on a wooden stick encased in cotton candy is worth more than both of those types of birds in my opinion, and it's a bloody shame nobody invested in that business. Many of Alan's extended family had also gone on to achieve business greatness under the tuition of Uncle Sticky Stradler. Esmeralda Panettone and Poppy Candy both went on to found IBM, whilst cousin Trombone Cacao and his partner Henry Hershey's Kissinger went on to start a think tank that aimed to make crisps illegal. Toblerone Greggles, despite facing disgrace at the cruel hands of the Swiss justice system, had a good run as an international importer alongside the deeply popular busyness mogul Samantha Chockice, daughter of Chippendale Chockendice and Barbara Strusel. None of this would mean anything at all, of course, to Alan's pathetic and now blubbering driver, who, failing to have any employment that could be formally severed, 
was now kneeling and up to his thighs in jelly beans, pleading for his life. This gave me one more chance. Spare my life, Mr. Allen, I beg of you. Sir Allen, turning to camera, gave a grumpy sigh before concluding this tough negotiation. I'll give you one more chance, but only, he says, but only because it's Christmas. Some coins for some features, and you get a B name, and you get a B name. Just some coins for some features, and you get a B name. Well, that's absolutely done it for me. Something about that last feature really clicked with me, and now I'm absolutely convinced that Nottingham Christmas is really good. And you know what they do on Christmas Day in Nottingham. That's right, Carol. On Christmas morning, everyone in the dystopian metropolis that is Nottingham plugs their Patreon. So if you've enjoyed this podcast and you've got any money left over in your pockets after all that figgy pudding and those little circular cheeses... You could support regular features, your favourite podcast, after three bean salad or something. And in return, we will summon the horse with no name, who will use his powers of namelessness to kick you so hard in the gut that your own human name will fly right out of you, leaving a hexagonal hole that can only be filled with a bee name. But that's not all! No, Carol, you're right. Your bee name also gives you access to the Beehive, a Discord channel where we all have fun together and post pictures of dogs what we found. And you also get a very special place in our hearts as an enabler of this continued heresy. But mainly, it's bee names! So, while I've got you here, Carol, could you please give a B name to Daniel O'Connor? Now, let me see. Oh, come all ye faithful, O'Connor. O'Connor, you unfaithful whore! I found your condom in my dad's asshole! Could you give him something that he could use in a professional situation, Carol, such as checking into a ski resort? All the fives, key to the hive! A bingo call, very nice. Carol, can you give a B name to Gregor Bane? Oh, you'll be the bane of my hoop with that big gregarious dick. Again, Carol, can you give him a name that everyone in a bar would be comfortable shouting as he walked in through the door? All right, all right. Lil Sticky Drizzles. Lovely, Lil Sticky Drizzles. Thank you. Now, Carol, please do you give a bee name here now to Ross Whitehouse. Come spat a dollhouse. One more time. Ugh. Apian effluvia. Effluvia again. You've used that word twice. Someone's remembered a word today, and it was me. No way. Your apian effluvia may crystallize in transit. This is normal. So that's your apian effluvia may crystallize in transit. This is normal. But he can just say apian effluvia if he's in a hurry. And finally, finally, can you give a bee name, please, to Rookery? Chief Big Bumbly Ballsack. Thank you very much, Carol. Uh, it's been a pleasure working with you today. And that is it for episode 513 of Regular Features. Next week will be another festive Ramblemas special. Please sit perfectly still where you are until it's ready. I love you. I love you. I love you. Love you. I do. Especially you. Love you. <laughs>